to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I am Roma Press Editor John Solano. I hope you are all doing very, very, very well. So we all know the, the civil war that Roma are currently embroiled in, so I'm not going to waste any time. Andy and I obviously discussed the, the topic of the day, the topic of the summer thus far, which is the goodbye and the farewell press conference of Francesco Totti, who had a lot to say in the uh, almost two hours that he spoke in regards to him leaving the club. So I'm not going to waste any time. Just real quick, have to mention our latest patron at Patreon, Esta, who you can find on Twitter at Wavy underscore ASR. That's Wavy, W-A-V-E-Y underscore ASR. Thank you so much, Esta. If you would like to join him, get early access to the podcast, extra episodes of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press or go to the support page at the top of romapress.net. Um, as I constantly say, you guys are the driving force behind the website, the podcast. So I thank you so, 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 so much. So not going to waste any more time. Here is Andy. We discuss the press conference and the farewell of Francesco Totti. All right, Andy. Well, uh, we didn't expect Francesco Totti to go quietly, and he certainly didn't let us down. Wow, there is a lot to unpack in everything he had to say just right off the bat because there seems to be very two distinct teams being formed here. Uh, those who were in favor and okay with all the things he had to say and then there are those who are really upset in the manner in which he did this and the things he said and they felt like he purged Roma a bit. Which side are you on for this? Um, well, if I have to pick sides, and I really don't like this because I think, again, this whole thing sort of un- highlighted these, these two sides, um, highlighted this division within uh, uh, this uh, tifoseria, within the fan base itself. Um, I would have to choose the, the latter side, the side that uh, I can even see um, some of his points, and we will get to that later, but... I just didn't like and I didn't appreciate the manner in which uh, this whole thing was presented, Um, the way it was basically turned into a family show um, with 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 questions that didn't challenge Totti. It it almost felt scripted to a certain point, and I, I just didn't. I thought it did some bad things to Roma, um, a lot of it, uh, but it also did, for me at least, a lot of bad things to how I perceive Totti, not the player, but the man himself. Yeah, so there were, I I thought some of the questions were not challenging enough. Uh, I don't want to get into what Totti had to say to our good friend, Sandro Austini, we won't go there. <laughs> that was great. That was great. I don't, yeah. Um, I, I don't want to go there with it. I don't want, yeah. I don't want to open that door. But um, in all seriousness, I, I'm. this is going to sound like me um, being a coward and, and answering, but I am, I, I really am right down the middle on this. I can understand wanting to air your grievances. I can understand wanting to get your side of the story out and then on the other side of this for him to say i would never do anything to damage roma 
and then go on for 90 minutes to uh, insult a lot of the people still there, to hurt even some of the players, um, I thought was very unprofessional. So I don't really fall on one side or the other because if I were Talti, I would want everybody to hear my side of the story. And then again, on the other side of it, I just I don't understand what he accomplishes. I mean, for me, the biggest thing that stands out in all of this, just in terms of disrespect, I mean, did he really have to add that comment about Javier Pastore, about uh, Talti said something to the effect of, I came back from holiday, they asked me about a certain player, and I told them I didn't like him because he doesn't fit DeFrancesco's 4-3-3. And if it were up to me, I would take the guy. And because he was injured 3,000 times, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. And he added an anecdote saying, um, this guy's been injured 3,000 times. And then he adds, if it were up to me, you guys know I would have taken the one from Ajax. So he's obviously... Um, referencing, again, Javier Pastore and Hakim Zayek, who ultimately did not arrive at Roma. But I just don't understand what he accomplishes by by insulting, more or less, Javier Pastore. So both sides of this I really do understand. So, Andy, I guess we can just we'll, we'll take this from the very top and just go piece by piece um, because there is a lot of things that we can discuss. I mean... There's certain answers he gave that we could make an entire episode out of. I have a li- I, ha- I have a whole list. Oh, okay. Man. So you did your homework. All right. Well, um, okay. So if we're going to start, I did my homework. Yeah. So uh, let's start at the top, um, where he says, uh, "12:41 today, I sent my resignation to Fianga." Um, so he said, uh, "Players come and go, presidents come and go, but the 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 flag bearers, the bandiere, remain." Um, and they ask him right away. They, they, the, the first thing he's asked is who, whose fault it is. And he immediately says that they never involved me in the technical portion of the project. Now that directly contradicts what James Palata said in his letter. Um, what was that a week ago, two weeks ago? Um, I mean that directly goes against what Palota said. Right, so either Totti right. is lying or Palota is lying. I mean, where do you come out on that part? Well, I and here's the interesting part, okay? Bear with me. Because he says that. He says um, that basically he contradicts himself about his role uh, because he starts out, as you said, saying that his role was minor. He wasn't given enough room to talk and, you know, to sort of be part of uh, the management. But at the same time, later on, he says that he was the one who picked Ranieri. He was the one who got the authorization from Fienga, the CEO, to contact Conte and uh, uh, basically had a word, a word of mouth uh, okay from Conte on, on a deal. Uh, he was also uh, offered the, the technical director role that he so much wanted. So uh, that already is, is, for me, a very questionable statement to come out right off the bat and and basically says that say that you know i don't i don't get to do what i want to do um that that's i didn't like that because it was already too direct too blunt about that so i had 10 points that i wanted to bring up and that was one of them so it almost felt like as you said that he's talking out of both sides of his mouth so what part of the tactical project was he not involved with because if you're if you're having conversations with 
Antonio Conte, then you're part of the project. Um, I, I, I guess I don't understand. To me, the portion that you mentioned, uh, when you weigh that with what he said here, I mean, to me, it just sounds like he's upset that they didn't get Antonio Conte. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, it, it sounds like somebody, some I don't remember, some some journalist tweeted this out, that it sounds like Totti, uh, this, at least this part, portion of it, it was... It seems like Totti almost expected to get into management and do get to do whatever he wanted to do. Um, meanwhile, maybe you know, maybe he wasn't qualified enough for some things. But at the end of at the end of his whole speech, he admits to being highly involved in in certain key processes processes uh, uh, in the very final stages of uh, of this season and. Um, which then obviously brings us to his whole part where he basically undermines the hiring of our coach, uh, Paulo Fonseca. Yeah, so let's get to this. Um, this is the part that um, really, really bothered me. Out of all of this, I, I, you know, if I could point to one thing, uh, this is the thing that really I just I thought was very distasteful on the part of Totti. I mean, later in the speech, in, in you know this. He he says, "I don't want to damage Roma. I would never hurt Roma." But yet, in the same uh, during the same uh, press conference, he's he's more or less going out of his way to to almost pout that the group decided upon Paulo Fonseca as the new manager, and it almost seems like it's he he's sour about the fact that it wasn't him. It, it, it wasn't his. It wasn't his decision. To a point, Fonseca, it was everybody else's. So that's the part that I really don't like. Um, now you have really cast a negative spell on this new manager who's coming into a new environment, and this is the first welcome that he gets. I mean, that's very unfair, in my opinion. No, right, exactly. And he said he underlines that now Fonseca needs an environment that is calm and and sort of ready to support him, and he needs all the help in the world. Meanwhile, he has the creme de la creme of, of, of the Roman journalism inside that building. All of them, pretty much all of them, aside from, aside from our good friend Austini, sort of uh, sympathizing with him. To, kissing his ass. Come on. Uh, they were kissing his ass. They were kissing his ass. And, and, but they were meant to do that. And that is the problem because he will come out and say that thing about Fonseca not being his decision, for the hiring of Fonseca. Uh, not not being his call, him not being authorized to sort of go for other candidates. And that's what the journalists uh, at Rome will talk about. They will say, will constantly, I, I can already see the headlines after the first defeat. Um, they will be like, okay, well, the, the, Totti was right. Totti was, was going for the right way. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the management went wrong way, picked the wrong candidate. And that's that's a terrible thing to do. I mean, I, I don't know if that was scripted, if that was prepared for him, or he just it was just out in the moment. Um, because, listen, the, the, you know, when when Totti speaks, everybody listens, and uh, the things he said about the Fonseca and the whole coach situation is certainly does not help the coach right now. Obviously, a lot of the focus will be on Baldini. What did you think about? his comments about the they're they're trying to de-romanize the team or 
de the team. What did you think about that? Because that seems to be a sentiment that that the way he said it and the manner in which he said it, it really sounded like something that's been been on his chest for a while. Um, he sounded very convinced of that because he said it, if I count it correctly, three or four times. Yeah, well, you know, that's I think that is the favorite meal of um, of fans who are fed up with Palotta uh, and uh, the management in general. Fans who I think I think honestly, my opinion is always. Throwing that whole thing about being Romans, uh, Romanita, it's a cheap trick to get the audience clapping. It's it's a cheap trick to get the sympathy of fans. Um, obviously, it, it, it may have lingered there. He may have thought about it a long a long time. Maybe it was you know it was inside him for for a long time, and he just felt the need to to put it out there. But by doing so, he just dives into this whole terrible rhetoric about 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 uh, you know romans the sons of rome being the only ones worthy of wearing this the shirt giving the role uh, uh players like florenzi who will still get to play just because they're the romans uh, uh, and not because of their performances and so i think that is a very cheap rhetoric and 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 he uses it as his main argument and it seems like it's just part of his personal frustration it's not meant to be i think something taken seriously i think it's just something that he felt maybe it was the frustration that also stems from the the whole uh, situation with the rossi and how he was being treated but that again is a trick that will get journalists to start writing about it and it, it, it all it, it's also not good because it undermines everyone else at the club it undermines youngsters who you know came uh came from outside uh new players arriving uh because it basically says yes but you're not on that level uh the the, the romans are on this level you're just a little bit uh beneath them and that's that's not a good thing to do yeah, you know what? I couldn't agree more with that. I really feel like every time that is brought up, you 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 really alienate the other players in the side. I mean, to me, as you said, it's it's a very cheap trick. So now I want to get to the portion of the London Rome Baldini axis, so to speak. So uh, Totti was very um, very frank in his words that he used to describe. Franco Baldini said, we don't have a relationship, we never will. Even if Baldini were to leave, I still wouldn't come back. Um, But he said, all of the decisions that are made at Roma are made in London. And then he said, he he, he also said more or less that there there are too many cooks in the kitchen. He said, at Trigoria, you don't need 10 people to make a decision, you just need one. So what did you think about this whole speech on, on Franco Baldini? Well, you know, obviously there is personal animosity between the two of them. That's um, that's a fact. That's uh, it's for those of you who have read the the book by Totti. There is a whole chapter where, in the second year of Spalletti, he basically says that Franco Baldini walked up to him after uh, he retired and basically said, "I'm the one who made you retire. I'm the one who sort of forced you out because enough was enough." And um, and from that then on, it was just uh, the two of them did not clearly agree on anything. But 
I, I, I uh, personally, I like that part because that's one of the pro, the few pros I have listed here about this whole uh, situation, uh, about this whole speech, was that it's transparent, and and that was an issue that everybody talked about, meaning journalists, fans, everybody said there are too many talking heads, and obviously Palota, being the club president, didn't address that uh, and didn't present it as an issue, and here. There is Totti who says that, you know, there are too many roosters uh, singing in the morning. There are, and it's, it's, it's true. And um, I think that was worth addressing. Obviously, that's also motivated by just that animosity between, between two men. And I also, wa- I always, I, I wondered because he always said, Palotta listens to the wrong people. Never in the singular. He never said Palotta listens to the wrong person. Because from what we hear, Palotta listens to Baldini. But from what Totti says, it seems like there is more advisors, more people sort of in charge of the same things as Baldini. So that was one of the other 10 points I had. Constantly throughout this press conference, Totti says Loro. Uh, It had to have been a couple of dozen times referring to them. So... There is somebody there that he clearly does not get along with, and everybody is speculating because they asked him later in the press conference if there is somebody who has stabbed him in the back at Trigoria, and he says, yes, but I will not name names. So there's a lot of speculation into that regard. I don't know who it is. I mean, he said he gets along with Fianga. I mean, that really narrows down the list of candidates. I mean, is it Baltisoni? Is it... Zeka? Is it? Uh, I I don't know. Well, in, with Baldissoni, with Baldissoni, he says that he has basically no relationship with him, and um, that's that, that. One of the pros I listed here is again the fact that finally he clarified Fianga's role, uh, because up until now, Fianga was just the guy that got destroyed by De Rossi. Nobody really knew what what he was about and why suddenly he was the protagonist of of so many uh, <laughs> scandals and, and the talk and, you know, the fact that he was caught in camera with the, with the Petrarchi. Finally, he clarified that situation. He, he uh, sort of highlighted the importance of Fienga in the, in the, in the way that the two of them contacted Conte. So again, you know, that's, um, that's, that's the good part of it that finally, uh, the issues that needed to be addressed and sort of brought up, were addressed and brought up. Obviously, I don't agree with, with the manner, but some of those issues were, were, were worth know, knowing about and, and sort of seeing the perspective from inside the club. Yeah, I mean, I, I was happy he addressed this whole London-Baldini situation. And again, this really does go against what Palotta has said a week or two ago when he said, uh, one of the people who, in my opinion, takes too much criticism is Franco Baldini. While he does have input, it's certainly not to the extent that is being reported, which I said was a lie. Um, and anybody who writes about, talks about, knows Roma well enough, knows that Baldini has huge influence. Um, and I think Totti made that abundantly clear. So I think that's another instance of Palotta perhaps lying. Um, but I think that's something that needs to be addressed because... If this is the case, if Franco Baldini is the guy who is making the majority of these decisions, then you cannot allow him 
to continue to operate under this advisor title. You have to make him something, make him vice president, even though that's I think that's Baltisoni's official title now. Um, just make him something because because you can't allow him to have this much influence without having any of the responsibility or having or not being able to put his face to these decisions. So I, I, I think it's very odd. Um, what were some of the other things that stood out to you? Um, well, the, the another one, another pro uh, is he basically came to the defense of, of Di Francesco. Um, yes. Now, that, that to me seemed not an attack on the management, but on atta- an attack on Monchi. When he says, you know how many players, uh, you know, uh, Di Francesco wanted four to five players. And then he says, you know how many they, they, got, they brought, brought him? And he says, zero. I think they is in this case Monchi because we all know that Monchi got the green light and was the person sort of to to, to handle the mercado uh, and so he clarified the, the Francesco's input in the market. Um, you know the fact that this this guy uh, had made specific requests and the requests were not fulfilled. But 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 again, this whole thing—I uh, don't know. I mean, yeah, that that's a, that's a good thing. I also like the the fact that he talked positively about Pellegrini. Um, that was—I I, didn't—I wouldn't say that redeemed the whole point about the locker room. Okay, that that's another point I want to get in. I didn't like that part where he we we called out the whole team. I know that we know the things weren't right in the locker room, but. He he made some enemies in the locker room too, and and that's just not good enough. I thought that went a bit far. Um, real quick on Monchi, I tweeted out, but I had to end up deleting it. That Monchi was. I, I did talk to Monchi today. He said some things to me, but in the end, he said, "I don't want you to publish this." So I I know I've had like two or three people ask me where that is. That's where it is. Uh, Mon- I spoke with Monchi today said uh, something very brief about the the press conference of Totti but then he he informed me he would not not like said words published so I had to get that out there I, I yeah I, I didn't want to leave people hanging with that um but anyway I I agree with you I I just I, I didn't like that part um one of the things I did like he was very upfront about the financial situation as well he something we you and i have been talking about quite often but i still see people on twitter freaking out over is the fact that roma will need at least 50 uh, million in uh, plus valens this uh this summer before the 30th of june i liked how he was at least transparent with that um one thing that he said that i absolutely adored um was he said you know one thing i ask of palotta and of the, the, the Roma management in general is to be more transparent. Even if it's an ugly truth, being transparent, people will appreciate that more. That is something I really, really like that he said. Um, you mentioned what he said about Pellegrini. Um, do you think he intentionally left Florenzi out of that? I mean, it's it seems... Uh... I, because he was making this whole speech about the Romanità and... <laughs> He addresses one of the few Romans in the, in the club left and and le- leaves out the other one. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to make speculations, especially because there, there's been rumors uh, about the market. Um, even our friend Filippo Biafora 
put the Florenzi name in 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 sort of the Mercado talk where where, where he sort of clarified that you know in case the the situation requires plus Valencia's Florenzi's name will not be scrapped from uh, you know potential uh, on sale players. Um, I don't know how that much means. I mean, uh, I like the fact that with Pellegrini sort of, you know, I mean, maybe maybe he just didn't mention it because Pellegrini is the younger player and needs more encouragement, needs to be sort of looked upon with more respect because I still see a lot of people talking negatively about uh, about Pellegrini and I, I think he's a fine player. Um, I think he, he can bring something of value to this club. And, and it's... It, Overall, that that was a good decision of sort of publicly acknowledging uh, an up-and-coming youngster who needs to be uh, sort of looked upon with respect and not just as uh, another piece to the puzzle. Um, so that was good. And, and you know, it's that's another thing that you said, that he, you like the fact that he talked about the transparency. And... That that's one of the qualities that I admire in 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 Totti. He was always upfront, very direct, because he's just a simple fellow. He he you know he likes to to just say things in a very plain way, and that was good. And it 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 certainly this will certainly not go uh, you know brushed away. Um, Palotta will not be able to sort of escape these words. Something more will need to be done about the transparency because, as I said, once Totti mentions this, it will always be forever there. Um, people will will talk about this. And uh, and it's just, you know, and then there is the whole point, um, which I think was unnecessary and it hurt a lot. And it was something, again, that a lot of people want to hear was that uh, he said that it's been 18 years since our last trophy, uh, since our last Scudetto. And, you know, uh, the fact that he staged this whole thing um, on the 18th anniversary of the last Scudetto, that still means something. And he says, he said, again, something that a lot of fans say, and that's why I don't agree with, with him saying it, because just too many people will jump on it, is that, there's been too many promises and and not enough trophies. Um, he's got a point there, but I just don't think that was that was worth addressing. I understand what he's saying, but but again, it, it it's almost like he's taking a shot at the people that are in the locker room. Um, it is amazing to me, though, how much stock I guess you would say has risen for Eusebio Di Francesco since leaving, and he has not said a single word. I mean, Totti uh, has said that uh, Di Francesco requested four to five players. Monchi didn't bring any single one of them. Uh, I mean, is it astonishing to you that he's looked in a much different light now than maybe two months ago? And do you think that maybe he actually is a good manager and that he was really the victim of a, a, a poor transfer. Market. No, 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 let's not, let's not go there. Let's not go there because no, no. I mean, <laughs> listen, uh, he, because Totti talked about this market. I, I, Di Francesco got a lot of the players he wanted during the first uh, transfer market. And uh, yes, we got to the semifinal, but it, this team was always flawed and, and Di Francesco never knew how to make that, 
that 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 one key adjustment that would make the whole team rotate. So obviously, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not giving uh, I'm not getting uh, the blame away from from Di Francesco. I still thinks I th- I still think he was just not good enough on this stage in these moments. Um, it certainly makes him, you know, somewhat of a more sympathetic figure. Although right now, uh, I don't know how you say it in English. Basically, he wants to he wants to sign the Sampdoria contract, but at the same time, he's asking. Like, help me out with the with the vocabulary here. He wants the bonushita, basically. With the, I guess they would call it like the golden handshake, sort of like a, a payoff right. to, to go and rescind my contract, but still give me some money. Exactly, and that that's uh, that, no, that's not that's not classy. That's not. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't like that. But yeah, you know, I mean, uh, certainly it certainly shows him as uh, a, a, one of the many victims of what occurred during this season. I, I think he is more sympathetic now, as I said. But I, I still maintain that letting him go was the was the right decision. I mean, in all of, all of this, the the entirety of of this press conference. I mean, what what is the thing that you you hated the most? What is the thing that bothered you about what Totti said? What is the thing that you thought just wasn't um, very uh, classy or, or the right thing to do that he said? I, I think there are a couple of things that stand out to me. I mean, you and I both like some of the things he said. We we dislike some of the things that he said as well. But I, I just I don't like this whole and this the, this sort of this attitude from him arrives when they asked him about what was proposed to you in terms of a technical director. What what did they ask you to do? And this is when he goes in to say, um, I was asked to make a contribution, but what sort of role would I have if I don't have input on the sporting director or the manager? He goes on to say, I didn't go to London because they warned me two days before that the manager was already chosen. Paulo Fonseca, what sort of role is it without it? What sort of role of a technical director would I have if I didn't have input on the manager or the sporting director? I mean, to me, we mentioned this at the top. He, he, he says that he didn't have input, but then he also says in the same breath that he, he, he spoke to Antonio Conte. So, so did you not have input or are you just angry that Paulo Fonseca was not your choice. I mean, which is it? That that's the part that bothers me most. I mean, what what is it for you that you disliked out of all of this? I yeah, I I agree with you. I that that is one of my biggest issues. Is that uh, first of all, the one thing that just the I hated the whole thing. I mean, I hated the the way it was presented. I I agree with sharing your regrets, frustrations, grievances, whatnot, but. Um, I could easily see this uh, being done uh, in Trigoria and, and not on national TV where everybody picked up on it and um, it was all over the place. I didn't like the fact that, as I said, uh, it was an audience of journalists, as you said, <laughs> kissing up to him. It was, it was, if you want to know, if, if you want to know, if you're a foreign listener and, if, and you want to know what Ambiente Romano is, that is it. That room is Ambiente <laughs> Romano. That is, it is, it, it is the perfect way to summarize what the Ambiente is. It's a room full of people that will sort of use the symbol of Totti to push their own narratives, their own agendas, um, 
without any sort of informative and critical outlook, just the quickest way to, 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 to sell an article or whatnot, to make a headline. Um, journalists that sympathized with him did not challenge him with, with questions about, for example, okay, if you, if you say that your, your role was not significant, then please tell us what was your role? What were your duties? Why, why did we see you all the time around Monchi? What was your relationship with this person or that person? Uh, and 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 you know and finally what you wished to do why are you walking away from a role that is being offered to you and that you clearly said you want and and finally i agree that whole thing about fonseca and petrarchi i mean what a terrible way to start off the season by directly undermining the hiring of two professionals that are out here on their first sort of major adventure want to prove themselves on a new stage and right off the bat, the biggest star of the team you are are sort of now employed to um, goes out of his way to to undermine what, whatever made you relevant as a choice for that particular role. That was unnecessary. It, it, it felt just very spiteful. And it, it, I just didn't see the point in it. And it certainly will have repercussions in the future uh, in case, I don't know, Fonseca goes and, and loses three in a row. That will still resurface if if Petrarchi will, I don't know, get somebody that will not deliver. Uh, that will still resurface because that 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 is there forever. And it had no business being there in the first place. Yeah, those are my thoughts exactly. And... <laughs> Someone direct messaged me this on Twitter, and I, I guess I should bring it up. When on the past couple of, of episodes, I've referenced Romanisti 1.0. Uh, that's what we mean. Uh, Romanisti 1.0 are the uh, the ones who sort of build this uh, this narrative around uh, Totti De Rossi, this this Roman narrative they're, they're very how would you describe them it's it's hard and it's hard to explain it's, in English. it's, it's, it's a yeah it's um it's like a, a belief a belief in the in the importance and, and value of the tradition meaning the these people will be more than happy to end up in Serie B if it means that Palota is gone and that the the team is full of roman born players that is that is the mean they i had people who messaged me when i said i don't know i tweeted something out uh, sort of critically evaluating the whole press conference and somebody said to me you know uh that he they would be happy if if roma ended up in serie b if it meant that palotta left that's the sort of mentality is that these people um again i don't want to say these people but there are some fans who believe in that who believe that the uh, a, a club legend is more important than the club itself yeah it's it's a very old way of thinking it's a weird mindset and if you go against it, you'll have the the Twitter account uh, Ambiente Romano uh, retweet your tweet and have all these 1.0 uh, Romanisti insult you. So it's it's fun. Um, nonetheless, where do Roma go from here? I mean, what what can Palotta even say? I mean, Sky Sport just said about as we're as we're recording this, it's. Um, it's about uh, 8 p.m. Italian time. Uh, Sky Sports said that 
uh, Sky Sports said that uh, Palotta is weighing up whether or not to respond. He wants to get the full English translation, which that seems very specific. He had to have said that to somebody because it's, I don't know why they would include that in the report. But if you're Palotta, I mean, do you even respond to this? I mean, for me, a lot of people are saying no, but I mean, I feel like too much was said that you, for me, I don't know how you can just let this go to the wayside. I mean, I feel like you had to say something. I mean, my first response was, again, don't say anything because I usually know where this will end up. But at the same time, this is a no, a, a, a no win situation. Um, this is a lose lose situation because if you stay silent, people will say, why the hell did he stay silent if they're, this whole thing, he, he's a coward, he has no balls, he should, he's not a worthy president, why is he being quiet? And if he says something, it needs to be very carefully said. So it cannot be the typical uh, Jim Palotta uh, uh, thing to say. It needs to be, I think, a message that says something, but at the same time says nothing, it would be perfect. Just the thing, just a message that acknowledges what Tati said, and um, and sort of casts a more positive light on this because if you ask me how Roma get out of this situation, I don't think they can. I think this press conference is will is a huge blow to the to the Palotta presidency to sort of the ownership of Palotta of this club, and I don't think things will be the same ever again because this was too long, too loud, um, and the message was way too clear. Yeah, so the I mean, had this been any other player, had I mean, that's one thing, but this is this is Francesco Totti. This guy, when he speaks, he 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 garners an audience. People listen. Um, and they'll listen whether or not it's bullshit. I'm not saying what he said is bullshit, but anytime he talks, even if he's wrong, people will listen and people will take that to heart. So I feel like Palotta is at a huge, huge disadvantage right now because, as you just said, if he speaks, he's in trouble. If he doesn't speak, he's in trouble as well. So I don't know what he does. I think he has to be, if he does decide to speak, I think he needs to be extremely careful in what he says. If he comes out, attacks uh, Totti, which I don't think he will, but um, we've seen him fly off the handle before. I've heard him fly off the handle before. Uh, if he does that, I, I, I think... I think he'll be in big, big trouble. I, I, I think it will be difficult to get people back on his side. Um, I mean, for me, Andy, the biggest thing in all of this is whether or not you disagree with Totti, that, that's fine. But I, I feel like he really turned a lot of people today against the team, people who are innocent in all of this. Right. I, I agree with you. And, um, and it, it, you know, and he said, he said, I'm not, I never put myself above the club, but, I need. I have to be honest with this whole thing. He put himself above and beyond, and um, the the whole thing about you know the ownership comes and go, and coaches come and go, and blah blah blah. But Bandiera stayed there forever. It's sort of him. He's sort of reaffirming himself, his status as this uh, major star, this monument of 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 a player, um, and and just a figure that is so much bigger than the club itself that whatever he says it will get uh, favorable reactions um 
And the press conference was proof of it. So to me, and especially, it's just it's just strange because a few weeks ago, Palota himself in the letter said, you know, I understand I need to have a, a more open dialogue. I, I, I want to uh, ask the Rossi to spend some time together. I want to spend some time with Totti. Well, now what? What is... How do we go from here? Because Totti said literally that he will decide to have something to do with Roma once this ownership is over. That's Those are basically his words. That I Right now, I don't want to be involved. Um, I know that one day I'll come back when it feels right. And that's that's a big indictment. That basically, basically is saying, okay, guys, as soon as this whole thing is over, I'm back, um, and with with the fa- fan base being being leaning more towards Totti, uh, Palota will come out of as a loser uh, anyway. You know the thing that really I, I don't like about all this is, and I may be the only one who thinks this way. Maybe other people do as well, but I feel like the way he's going about this is almost like tainting uh, Francesco Totti, the man. I, I mean. Listen, I have two signed shirts hanging in my office. One is Totti, the other is Balbo. I mean, I do not, I, you know, I. it's hard for me to hold certain players in very high esteem. No LeBron James? No, no, <laughs> um, no, no. I, I do have the newspaper, though, of the, the day the Cavs won. But, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, I, I, I feel like this sort of taints what we hold in our minds as to who Francesco Totti is. I, I just... I don't like this. I don't like that he's in the position to smear the club, smear the president. And and, and listen, I'm not defending Palata because I know at least 10 to 15 people will message you and I and say, oh, you're you're kissing his ass. I've, I've even had one person say he pays me to, to come on here and say nice things about him, which no. Um, seriously, though, like I, I, I just – I feel like this is tainting our, 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 our vision of Francesco Totti a bit, and I don't like it at all. Um, and for him to say, I mean, it's astonishing. They asked, what would it take for you to come back? And he says, first and, fo- first and foremost, a new ownership? Yep, yep. I mean, saying something like that, I mean, you, you can't take that back. I mean, those are some heavy words. Th- those, are some, those are some heavy words. They're basically uh, erasing any links that Totti has said. I mean... Uh... I just don't get it, and and it's it's not because I'm for the management. I'm for the club, and and what Totti said, like it or not, it, it it doesn't target only the management. It says that Roma itself, uh, right now, is sort of not worthy of attention. That this role, I've seen people tweet out stuff, uh, journalists who who, and they got major responses, likes, and retweets about this that Roma without Totti is like a, a Bari team. Uh, that t- for so many years, without Totti, Roma would be nothing. I, to me, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan, and Roma will always be above any player. And and, and to, to have a club legend come out and, and just say no, I'm, I, it seems like he sort of finally realized... Uh, his importance. He sort of realized, okay, I'm Totti. I can say these things. It's okay for me to say these things because anybody else, and they would have been uh, 
uh, hanged publicly for saying this, but he comes out and he's being treated like the the sort of righteous knight fighting the good fight. Yeah, it's just I, I feel like he sort of purged those who are still at the club, yet he's saying he doesn't want to, to damage the club. I, I just I really didn't like that part of it. I, I, I feel like he could have aired a lot of his grievances with Palotta Baldini with without purging the people, the, the players that are still left in the club. So that begs a question. I, I mean, we've talked about sort of the, the outlook for the next season. I mean, it's the 17th of June at night as we're recording this. I mean, have you ever felt less confident coming into a season? I mean, the the, the atmosphere right now is just dreadful. Dreadful. Uh, I, I mean, I <laughs> I don't know why. I always picture my picture myself. What what is what is a guy like Cristante thinking? I don't know. Maybe it's because his his face is the face of the most innocent child, uh, sort of in a war torn. Uh, country. I don't know why, but I always think about what a guy like Cristante must think. Okay, I'm at this club. I signed a contract. It seems like I'm going to stay here. What, what, What are the positives? What are the reasons to sort of, even if you are in the club, you like being a football player, you enjoy doing this, I mean, right now, it looks like the start to one of the worst seasons in history, even after a terrible season. And it shouldn't be this way. It should be a chance to, to sort of say, okay, we've seen what, what mistakes we've made, we've made. We can learn from them. We are going to improve. And we're doing this. We are building something new. We are actually carrying forward no matter what. Um, and instead it's no, this was a big, big step backwards. And that's what I hate the most is that in all this confusion, all this chaos, we've already seen everything. We've already heard everything. This was unnecessary. And, and instead of going forward with the hiring of Paulo Fonseca, whom I wish the best of luck, I really am cheering for him with all my heart. Uh, same with Petrarchi. Instead of, of saying, okay. Let's support these guys. Let's let's build a comfortable environment to work in because we've seen what 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 toxic environment, what chaos uh, can do to a football team, to a football season. No, they take two step backwards and say, you know, fuck it, we're going back into the past. It's um, I mean, it's hard to believe that the season um, I, it's been over more or less for a month now and. The amount of drama we've had in that time is just astonishing. And we haven't even mentioned that um, Petraki, Palota, whoever, they have less than two weeks now to <laughs> to make some very important sales so they stay in line with financial fair play. As we said, they need at least $15 million in plus valens before the 30th of June. So there's that which remains to be seen. So it's... What a very odd situation. I feel like this could have been handled so much better. Um, I mean, for you, does this does this negatively affect the way you view Francesco Totti? Well, it um, has. This has nothing to do with the with the, the with the player. Uh, the player is, is still my favorite player, um, whom I absolutely adore. But the person, yes, the the. The sort of public figure who is supposed to represent the club and and defend the club it just it seems like he's one of the many talking heads and I didn't like this I didn't like that the, the whole thing about the the process of 
deromanizzazione, of, of stripping the Roman identity from the Roma. I mean, imagine what would happen, worst case scenario, what would happen if plus Valenza needs to be made and we sell Florenzi? I mean, if, if or, or say after that praise, we sell Pellegrini, which I highly doubt. But what if that happens? What, what happens? This can really turn into something major. I mean, I don't want to say anything, but it's, it's just it creates an unnecessary environment, an unnecessary uh, uh, negative uh, narrative. Um, and Totti, instead of showing the world that, okay, I'm walking away, uh, they've made some mistakes, but I can get over this. You know, it's it's okay. The, this, these agreements happen. Uh, people not being on the same boat happens. But this was not it. This was uh, one of the talking heads talking uh, and sort of wishing for other people to support him in, in a moment of difficulty because it is a difficult moment. I can understand that. I can understand him leaving his Bowhill club, sort of turning away uh, from the opportunity to work and, and sort of make some uh, sort of impact on the club. But at the end of the day, it, it, he chooses the, the, the wrong wave, at least for me. Okay, um, so this is how magical timing works. As we're recording this, Roma have released an official statement in response to Totti. So we're going to go down the oh, entire thing. <laughs> so this is what Roma say, because I'm assuming you haven't heard it as well. No, uh, no, go ahead. Okay, so the statement reads, Following Francesco Totti's announcement today, he has chosen to resign from the club rather than take up the position of technical director. Roma have issued the official statement the club is extremely disappointed to learn that totti has announced that he has decided to leave and not take up the position of technical director we offered him this role after monchi's exit for which we were awaiting his answer we believe that the role offered to francesco is one of the most senior positions at the club and obviously requires total dedication and commitment something that is expected of all of senior managers within the club we were prepared to be patient with Francesco and help him achieve the transition from being a great footballer into a great manager. To demonstrate this commitment to Francesco, the role of technical director was offered to him, a role that we believed he could grow into and one in which we offered to support him in while he adapts. While we understand how hard it must be for him to take this decision to leave Roma after 30 years, we believe that his perception of the facts and decisions made at the club are both fanciful and far from reality. Wow. They go on to say, regarding the repeated references to a possible comeback with new ownership, combined with information about interested parties collected by him around the world, we hope that this was not meant to be an inappropriate anticipation of a takeover attempt of the club, a scenario that would be very sensitive as Roma is a listed company. We've mentioned that before, they're on the Borsa Italia. Um, the club's investor group have absolutely no intention of putting Roma up for sale now or in the future. We wish Francesco only good luck with what he decides to do next. Yikes. Wow. Oh, man. I thought for the, f- the, f- the first half, I thought, okay, this is going quite well. And then, oh, Jesus, what the fuck? Oh, man. And the civil war continues. Now, they didn't put anybody's name to that. They listed uh, the club are the ones saying this. 
So it's not coming from the mouth of Palata, or at least that's the perception in which they want you to believe. But, oh, my God, they're more or less calling him a liar. Right? I mean, yeah, I, I can't would, interpret that any other way. Yeah, I mean, this would, that, that, oh, wow. Okay. That, I mean, that's scary. <laughs> that, it's, it's sort of freaking me out because that was uh, very direct, very upfront. And, and, and it sort of took a major turn. I don't know if it, that was the right move uh, um, because, I mean, his word against theirs, he wins. And, uh, wow. Okay. I don't know, man. This is, <laughs> this is major. I really don't know how to perceive this. There's a lot that you can take from that. You can take it as if um, the club disagree with what he said. You can take it as if Roma feel a bit spurned in the manner in which he carried this out. I just think it's very... <laughs> I mean, to say um, we believe that his perception of the facts and decisions made at the club are both fanciful and far from and reality. Then, and that whole part about the takeover, that's, uh, that, is, that is the thing that worries me the most, is that they're sort of, uh, I mean, that, this is a war. It basically, it's basically saying that, you know, whatever. We're here to stay, you guys, because it seems like they have uh, found an enemy. Uh, this is this is terrible because we. I know. I mean, uh, maybe the foreign listeners don't know this, but Totti is very popular amongst the uh, members of the Federazione of uh, Calcio Italiana, they, they the Federation of of, of Italian yeah. football. They're they're right. just. He's very friendly with Malago. Uh, uh, with everybody there, he's friendly and they respect him. And they've said many times that the ownership at Roma should change, should take a new direction. So this is just an open call to war. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I, 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 they could have worded this much differently, in my opinion. Um, I mean, just knowing him for as long as I have, this. Uh, this is definitely has uh, this statement definitely has Palotta's handwriting all over it, even though it's not technically coming from him. It's coming from the quote unquote club. Uh, I mean, this has his fingerprints all over it. I just don't understand what you achieve by saying his understanding of things is fanciful, fanciful and far wow. from reality, wow. because as you just said, when it comes to Francesco Totti, you will not win, ever. You will not win. Um, we, you and I are going to have a lot of people who disagree with us on this. I mean, uh, we both have said that we understand to an extent what Totti has said, why he said it. Um, we, we sort of back him for a lot of the things that he said, but there are also things that he said in here that we don't agree with. And you and I, I, I know we're going to take some criticism for that and that's fine. Um, but, Oh, when, when it comes to, as you mentioned, the bandiera, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those wars that is very difficult to win. And I don't know how Roma make things better by putting this statement out. Um, as you just said, if anything, I sort of feel like they've made it worse. They made, it's. I, I thought they were going great in the first half because they were basically not saying anything. It's 
I mean, it, it would have just taken something like we feel sorry that Totti feels this way or has ex- his experience wasn't positive or maybe, I don't know, something just that, that didn't say he is a liar, but, but something that says, okay, you know, we can see that. We can accept his perspective. We're sorry it happened. Let's move on. And here they basically say, no, let's not move on. Let's rage war. Let's see who can come out alive of this and, and who is right, who's wrong, uh, who's a liar, uh, who's saying the truth. And I will say it again, Totti's words against theirs, Totti wins all day, every day. It, it doesn't matter against who. Totti in Rome uh, with the with the backing of, of media, with everything, with his image, he will win any day. He can go on any show uh, and, and still his words will be interpreted uh, from a much more positive angle uh, than any uh, announcement or message from Palota or the club itself. And that is the most devastating thing is that they just basically engaged into an open war uh, with everybody behind Totti and Totti himself. I, I, I That's the perfect sentiment. I couldn't agree with that more. This just, it feels like the club have just, instead of trying to, to fan the flames and put them out, they they brought a, a big tub of gasoline and just poured it on. Because you know Totti now is going to respond. <laughs> I, I mean, we saw today clearly... He has no issues with with holding back. Um, hmm. I, I just there has to be a better way to go about this. Um, so lastly, to end it here, I had someone in a in a group chat that I'm in. They said, I think, and this is verbatim, and I'm not going to name them or their Twitter Twitter handle, but they just said, I think Totti leaving is a blessing in disguise. Roma needs to rebuild, and we can't have figures who think they are bigger than the club. So is that something you agree with or no? Um, that this could potentially be um, sort of like a, a, a chance to, to, to refresh, restart. De- definitely not this way. I never felt like it. I, 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 I know, I, I knew that Totti's presence was sort of at times in the way. And um, if, you read it, if you read his book uh, indirectly, he says it. I mean, he, he's just so big, so big that... Any decision, anything will always in some way find its way to affect him because he's just in the middle of it, um, like it or not. And some may find it uh, uh, difficult. I, I know I, from what I read, I, I know that Baldini made and makes the choices that he makes because he doesn't want a figure like Totti being in the way. He doesn't want a star player being above and beyond the club. And and that's not a criticism of Totti. It's just how the image of Totti has been shaped in the last couple of decades. It's it's just beyond the city city itself. He's the eighth emperor of, of Rome. And so this is I don't I don't think him leaving is anything good. I, I said on the previous podcast, I, 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 I thought he can grow and he could be he could do something, uh, something good by 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 being part of it. And I didn't believe that leaving would be the right choice. But if if he felt like it, then let him leave. But I don't I don't think that is a good thing necessarily, and especially not the way it happened. Now, the way it happened is. 
it's irreparable for me. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it, it is irreparable. I mean, I, I you can't say a lot of the things that he said and 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 walk it back, so to speak. You you can't go back on it. You can't say, oh, well, I made a mistake. I mean, he he said things that were so strong and so to the point and matter of fact that he he just he can't walk it back there's no way of of saying oh well i didn't mean it this way or that way i i I mean there's no way back for him now this is the instance of where you've made your bed and now you have to lay in it and palata is pretty adamant with the statement he's been pretty adamant with me i mean i've asked him a bunch of times if he plans on selling and every every time he said it's it's bullshit about him um it's bullshit about the 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 rumors of qatar he's not going to sell so on and so forth so i mean at least for the for the foreseeable future it doesn't look like tati will have really much at all to be involved with the club i wonder if he would ever raise his hands a bit say you know what i shouldn't have said this and try and come back i i I think from a public persona uh from uh from a public relations almost standpoint you you would think the club would be open to him returning but he said a lot of things that you just can't take back and it's difficult for me to see him at the club again for the foreseeable future so I mean, to end this here, just any lingering thoughts on this, anything you want to get out, any feelings, any, and anything that you have still hanging on there? Um, that, that, uh, the, the first thought right now of anybody who is a fan of Roma, who works for Roma, should be how to make next season better. The, the 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 thought of having these civil wars between fans, having these divisions, fa- factions, it, it, it's not helping. Will not help. Didn't help in the past. Actually, it made everything worse. So, let's focus on next season. I want I want people to talk about next season. I want people focused on 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 the the things that will will come our way uh, next season. Um, and, and just let's focus on that, on the footballing aspect, because at the end of the day, this is Roma. It's obviously it's a war between fans. It's a war between egos and personalities. But the final victim of it is not Di Francesco, is not Totti, is not Pelota. The final victim of it is the club, what it stands for, how it is perceived, uh, you know, from, from players outside, inside. It's this should be this is sports. This should be something to to be cheerful about to to sort of be passionate about and when these things happen and unify and all unify i can say is above well, all yeah exactly unify 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 you go on and you follow sports to sort of be part of something be part of a fan base uh, uh enjoy yourself and this is not it this has nothing to do with sports this is not sports related. this should not be a part of the conversation between roma fans yeah i i mean the thing i hate most is and, and Totti said this at the top before he started just beating down everybody is that there shouldn't be a, a pro palotta pro baldini a pro whoever camp it should all be about roma and again i said you and i are going to receive criticism from people about our opinions on this and that's fine but i mean for me we all want the same thing um 
I mean, we want Roma to do well. We want Roma to win. We want Roma to win trophies. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, that's all that matters. And it's instances like this that really tear apart at the fabric of uh, the supporter base. And that's the most disappointing thing in all of this. And as I just said to you a second ago, I mean, sport, not even necessarily just football, just sport in general for me is is supposed to be unifying it's supposed to bring people together from all different religions skin colors sexual orientations whatever um things like this aroma regardless of where you're from where you've lived uh whether you're poor rich whatever like this is a thing we all care about and we all want the same thing but it's just terrible to see it in this state and god i, I mean Truly, just think about it. Today is the 17th of June. I mean, Andy, they, they, they have a match in like five weeks, an actual competitive match. Yep. 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 And uh, I mean, I listen, I encourage everybody to sort of focus on that. Focus on that. I talk about, don't talk about this thing. We, once we, once we're done with this episode, that's it. We shut it like that. That's it. The, the talk should be about football. It should be about about Roma, and because these these things should have nothing to do with fans. This should not be made public. I uh, I said I encourage the transparency. Yes, but these wars, these these debates, the the, the, the whole tensions between between different factions. This is not football related, and um, and it's to me it, it's it's just a sad thing because um, I follow the sport, I follow this team because I just feel like it, and I feel good when I think of Roma. I don't feel good when I wake up and I see Totti saying these things, Palota saying these things, because that has nothing to do with me. Yeah, perfect sentiment. I couldn't think of a better way to summarize this and end it. So. Everybody, we are going to end the episode there. Uh, we will be back uh, sometime later this week, uh, barring any other press conferences from anybody else. But um, unfortunately, it seems like uh, Roma are engaged in a full out <laughs> civil war uh, with one of the most <laughs> iconic players, uh, maybe the most iconic player in the club's entire history. So... What a mess. What a mess. But again, we we will get through it. Hopefully this episode was at least somewhat cathartic and we were able to talk you through something. And if you disagree, that's fine. Um, that's the beauty of sport to an extent. Um, while I think it should be unifying, it is the game of opinion. And many of you, I'm sure, will either agree or disagree with us. So send us your comments, whether you agree, disagree with this whole thing, what you think about this whole mess. Uh, we would love to hear what you have to say. So Again, thank you so, so much for listening. We will be back later in the week. And until next time, ciao.